Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl, giving a quick preview, some predictions, talking about some of the parlays, bets that we're going to be taking, hearing what bets you guys are going to be taking, and we'll probably talk about the Super Bowl for maybe like around the first half um, of the hour, and in the second hour, we'll just go into Padres questions after that. But Chase, I know you had a parlay you wanted to you wanted to talk about. I have a few that I need to start looking into. I also have a, a Super Bowl MVP pick, but but Chase, what is this this crazy parlay you're rocking with? And also, it's anyone a, else listening, let us know what you guys are betting. What are you taking? What are you doing Super Bowl betting wise? So it's a nine leg parlay. It doesn't have me picking a winner. It doesn't have me picking anyone's money line. So it's Joey B and Stafford over 250 yards. Mixon and Akers over 60 rushing yards, Boyd and Odell over 50, Van Jefferson over 40, Jamar over 50, and T. Higgins over 25. And I put $10, and the payout would be a little over 500. Wait, T. Higgins only 25 yards? That's light work. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I know. I just want to save bet at the end. I could change it. I just don't want to. I'm already banking on everyone else to – pick up a lot of slack so i was like i want a safe one in there you're right Ari. you gotta go get that paper man absolutely so isaac are you are you taking any bets today you're doing a you're doing a lineup i got no bet oh shoot i was supposed to do a lineup okay i'll do that lineup after but um <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely did you guys see who uh who's supposed to guard odell today no Oh. Eli Apple. <laughs> what are they talking about? It? Did he say he wanted to guard yeah, him? Eli Apple said, um, "All right, hey, he, my, he's 50, like, my 50 yards are yeah, right there. You gotta go. You gotta go get Odell. One, he said, let me guard Odell. I know his tendencies. Odell's much better than Eli Apple has ever been. So, I mean, if you want to place any bets on Odell, I'll definitely bank on that. I think, um, I think if I had to go to Super Bowl MVP." Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> if I had to go to the Super Bowl MVP, um, I, I, honestly, I would probably go with Odell. Just because I think, I mean, Cooper Cup's probably going to have a really good game also. But I don't know. I, I like the matchup for Odell. I think Jamar is still going to have a good game despite. I don't think Ramsey's going to be full on 100% like all game on him. I think it's going to be more. I think he'll be on him most Whatever. of the time, but not yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be a great game. I got the Rams. I'm rooting for the Rams. Not that I hate Joe Burrow or that I hate the Bengals. They're, the media starting to annoy me a little bit with it, with the whole narrative, but I'm just going for the Rams. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't want the Rams to win. Obviously, I have Niner stuff in the background, so yeah. it's kind of like terrible. But um, I, I, I do think that the Rams are going to win. I'm going to take Rams minus four. Um, I know, Ira, you said you, you're not you're not uh, betting, but I do think this is a fun game because I think we have one of the most exciting matchups that we're going to have in terms of wide receiver corner because, yeah, Jalen probably won't be on Jamar all like all game, but he already said like he primarily wants to be guarding Jamar, and they're going to do that because if you don't do that, then you have to completely shatter your defense to go help and give him help, where instead you can just have Jalen go one-on-one. That, that takes a lot of the problems away from your defense. I think the Rams are going to kill him. And that's why it sucks so much as a Niners fan because I thought the Niners would have killed him too. I thought the matchup was terrible for the Bengals O-line. Um, but I am rooting for the Bengals. That's the thing. So I'm pulling for the Bengals, but all of my bets, all that stuff is going to be on the Rams. And 
I got a sleeper Super Bowl MVP that I, I am going to put money on this. Jalen Ramsey, Super Bowl MVP. I think Sick. if I think if Jalen locks up Jamar, if Jamar doesn't get over 50 yards and they're able to really like hold their defense, if Jalen gets a pick six and the Bengals don't score over like 20 points and Jamar doesn't have over 50 yards, there's an easy case to be made. And I don't even I don't even really like Jalen that much, but like I I do know how good he is, you know. So I it's just one Jaylen. of those. I think that's like that's that's got to be the most exciting. I don't know Super Bowl MVP vet. Now you could easily have this game be like big time offensive performances by Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, maybe um, Odell. We talked about you talked about him on Eli Apple, but I don't know if you guys saw o- Odell actually might not play. Oh, because of his kid. Yeah, because mm-hmm. his kid. So I think we won't know that for a couple hours before, but. Right. That I mean, I expect that he probably will. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, right here, TTB Makana, he said uh, should have taken the bet when I told you about it. So the Jalen Jalen Ramsey was plus ten thousand, so it means you put ten bucks, you win a thousand bucks. Now it's 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 dropped down, but I do think it's super fun. Um, I think this is a good point too, Rap Boy. You can never count out Burrow. Totally agree. Joe Burrow is a very very good player. I like Joe Burrow a ton. Um, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him and J- and Jamar Chase to light up the Bengals defense. But they're just so stacked, dude. They're just going to get so much pressure. I do also think it's funny that almost everyone, everyone here so far has said go Bengals. Not a, not a single person has said the Rams. And I was kind of wondering that too because I was thinking, okay, we have obviously a lot of Charger fans that listen, but we also have a lot of people that despise the Chargers. And so I thought those people were going to be rooting for the Rams, but yeah. I don't know. Are you going? Are you rooting for the Rams or the, the Bengals, Chase? Oh yeah. Yes. I, I'm not going. <laughs> as much as I love Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I can't go for the Rams. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what it is, man. Like, if you really think about it, the Rams win. It's not like the, the I don't really care. Like, there's gonna be a whole narrative. You know, L.A. is the Rams won L.A. Well, the Rams won L.A. Like when they got there. It's not like it's it was gonna change anytime soon. The Chargers could go to the Super Bowl. It wasn't gonna change. They're never gonna win LA. So I don't care about that narrative. I don't care about whose house it is or whatever they say. I just I don't know. I just don't want the Bengals to win. Like it's just getting annoying. It's just getting annoying. (laughs) Like I'm starting to see all this stuff on Joe Burrow about. I, I saw something saying ranking the best players in the Super Bowl. Number one, of course, Aaron Donald. Number one for sure. Number two was Joe Burrow. I was like, how? Where? Oh, that's Jaylen insane. Ray, that's insane, bro. I know. That's insane. And that's, I like Burrow. I think Burrow's yeah. like top 10. I think he's elite quarterback. Of course. Of course. I do too. I really like Joe Burrow. So he's number two over Jalen Ramsey, over Cooper Cup. I, I even like Matthew Stafford a little more. But the thing is, I guess the positional value, but you can't really bring that in, in, in the argument when looking at that list because Matthew Stafford was like number nine. And then I see another one saying, yeah, number nine. And then I see another one saying they're, they're predicting Joe Burrow to win MVP next year. Like, bro, you need to chill out, dude. Like, and then I see, I see, oh my God, I see ESPN all on the Bengals. Like, the Bengals are the thing right now. And I love Jamar Chase. After Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase is my favorite wide receiver for sure. But this whole narrative, it's starting to it's starting to blow a little bit out of proportion. And I don't think the Bengals are a bad team. They're a great team. Obviously, they're here for a reason. But to hear, you know, the media say they're going to be another dynasty and this and that, like, I don't buy it. 
That will do. They did have okay. They had a pretty easy schedule. Yeah, the playoff yeah, schedule yeah. up until the Chiefs, who they actually match up pretty well against. So it's like it's tough on that. So I also see. I want to. I want to show us a few of these. One, this one, bro. I'm I'm totally with you there, dude. Oh yeah. My my roommate. We're both putting in Super Bowl MVP bets. I'm going Ramsey. He's going Donald. So we're taking each of the guys on the defense, mm-hmm. which is I mean it's super rare, but it's just fun to toss in a ton of money on it, or not a ton of money, but toss in the potential to win a ton of money. Um, I also like Devin also put this one out there. Chargers suck. They have a, only the loyal fans. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of been the issue there. It's very true, yeah. And then Rabboy had this one. I would. This was this was kind of what I was talking about. I would never root for a team based in LA unless it's the Rams playing the Chargers. Then I root for the Rams. So my thought was that a lot of the people don't that don't like the Chargers that were like formerly Charger fans that they would be like like digging the Rams. For the Rams that was my thought. Right? Yeah. But that mm-hmm. makes more sense. I think this makes more sense than probably how how most people feel. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Don't believe Coach John Irie. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? There's more char- LA Charger fans. Mm-hmm. I think there's, yeah, I think they're Raider fans. 100%. Yeah, there's so many Raider fans over there. Because it was, I think it was like, it's kind of been the cool thing to be a Raider fan, especially back in the day when you look at like, you know, the NWA. They rocked a lot of Raider stuff. Like they were. Ice Cube was a Raider fan, so L.A. was very predicated. And remember, in the 80s, when the NWA was doing all that, the Raiders were a winning team. They were winning Super Bowls. So um, I think L.A. is heavily heavy Raider fans, mainly because of the upbringing of those those Raider fans from the 80s. And, you know, they're going to pass it on to their kids, all that, all that, all that, you know. So I think L.A. is heavy with the Raiders. What do you feel about this one? Oh, my God, dude. No way. <laughs> Come on. This is what makes me so mad because, like, Herbert it, Herbert is every bit as good as Mahomes, but this dude Burrow's taking all the spotlight. <laughs> like, bro, it's not fair. Like, dude, everyone wants to say, oh, well, Burrow's a winner. Did you guys know that it was 41 to 22 when Justin Herbert played Joe Burrow? Like, come on. I just like that everyone that's a Charger fan is like, Starting to get so annoyed with Joe Burrow, and I think it's so funny. But it's only so funny because you guys are defending Herbert with it. Like, and I, I agree. I, I think Terry Justin Herbert is a better player. Um, but I just think it's so funny because, like, <laughs> I'm seeing it with like every Charger fan I know, where it's like, bro, you gotta be joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It is. All right, I got a question for everyone in the chat. What do you guys do? Like your traditions on the Super Bowl. Because I usually do, like, I have some, like, food I make, but I'm not making it this year because I'm not back home. But, like, what do you guys do? Like, I want to I hear what people do. Because I know, like, everyone has, like, oh, you know, we always do this or we always have a party or we have, like, little things that we do. But I want to hear what everyone does. What about you guys? Chase, go for it. Uh, let's see. Last year, I don't even think we really did anything. And the year before that, I worked and my family went over to a family friend's house. And I just stayed home and watched the 49ers lose alone because richard sherman but normally like we just have family over we barbecue get some finger foods like jalapeno poppers and stuff salsa and wait for burgers or whatever we cooking outside to be ready so for us um kind of just depends on if we're around family or not when we are around family we'll make some masala beans you know rice all that kind of stuff sometimes we made ceviche and stuff like that um when it's just me and my family we'll 
make the asada, but we'll also make like buffalo chicken dip. We'll make, we'll go get some pizza. Today, that's actually what we're doing, buffalo chicken dip and pizza. Um, but yeah, my family's coming over today. No, but that was, those were the traditions when I was back home. And I mean, we would come to San Diego to come visit other family too. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. I like this one by Greg. I always rooted against Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only time I didn't was during the Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl. It was yeah. against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, yeah, let's go, Tom Brady. I that Super Bowl and also the Seahawks. Those yeah. only two. And he won oh, those both yeah. those. So um, uh, I, I guess I'll ask the chat. Are is are you guys Brady fans or are you guys not Brady fans? I'm a Brady fan. And I'm a Charger fan. That speaks a lot. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a Super Bowl, but it's a Mexican Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. No, I make little like sausage, like uh, like pork little links and stuff. Like, I, mine's totally different. <laughs> it, it, um, it really depends for me because we'll do like carne asada and carnitas one year, and then like it'll be like burgers, hot dogs, and like completely Americanized food. The duality. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so people, people aren't digging Brady. <laughs> That's hilarious. Rank Dude, yeah. Her- you want to do that one? Yeah, I would, I would do that one. <laughs> In that order. Herbert Stafford Burrow. Are we talking what where they are right now? I don't know. Dude, a lot of people are saying they hate Brady. Dang. That's crazy. Dude, I understand. Okay. Fit check, that's exactly how I feel. I'll go wait, actually, okay, let's fit okay, let's finish this. Right now, okay. <laughs> right now, who you got? Herbert's one. Hundred percent, I think. I'm not a Charger fan. I don't I, I didn't even really like Herbert coming out of Oregon. Herbert is I didn't either. a monster. I think I would do Herbert one. Oh, it's tough, dude. It's so close. I think either one of these guys are – I forget if it's 8 or 9 or 9 or 10. I think 8 or 9 now because no Brady. That I have him on my list. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. So I'll probably That's go – I'd probably go Stafford only because the supporting cast around Burrow is so good. But also, like, I don't know, dude. It's kind of similar. Like, they both got stacked weapons, pretty bad offensive lines. Yeah. I don't. I guess I would go. I guess I would go Stafford, but I think it's close. I think I think Burrow will end up having a better career than Stafford, though. Mm-hmm. I got Herb you, Stafford Chase? and Herb Stafford Burrow. So you're doing the same. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got. We I got. Yeah, dude, it's just tough, <laughs> dude. I like Stafford a lot. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady. What do you got, Chase? You like Tom Brady? You hate Tom Brady? I have mixed feelings about Tom Brady. Because it was really to see him in the Super Bowl, like or in the playoffs, almost every single year, and then you're like, okay, I really don't want this man to win another one. He already has five rings; he doesn't need a six. Or he already has four; he doesn't need five. And then you just kept winning, and you just like, I don't want this guy to win anymore. You can realize he's a great player and one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. But you just don't want to see him win again. It gets repetitive and boring that way. That was my thing. I was in that room for Brady. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> like, I know, and I get why people don't like him, bro. I totally get it. I, I completely understand. But one of my best friends is from Boston. So I would be over at their house during the Super Bowl all the time. 
watching these diehard Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics fans going getting so hyped over Tom Brady. It was hard to not like just appreciate that because it was like it was very authentic. Like, and so it was just I don't know. We always would watch sports together, and so like I don't know. I just I would always find myself ending up like being with them rooting for Brady. And I also like some of the Brady Super Bowls are like my like favorite sports moments. Like, oh my, the Falcons one is one of the coolest things. Like it is. It's got to be. And so there's that. The Seahawks one, I mean, I absolutely despise the Seahawks. I know probably most people, I mean, Chase, you you feel me, but like, if that, you're not that interception fan, the one was just yeah, like Malcolm, Be- Malcolm Bowen, Malcolm Bowen's a, a Niner hero right there. Um, <laughs> but oh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, this is, I like this, I like this from, from McCullough. Tom Brady's yeah. a perfect for the NFL to make sports team a great villain. I feel like that's that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is kind of what I wanted to talk about too. I guess. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have a very clean track record. Uh, the good thing is that he lost the Super Bowl for the play, for the Spygate. I don't know if he lost in the deflated footballs. I don't think he did, but he lost that one. I know he doesn't have the cleanest track record, but if you just, I mean, come on. It's very easy to see the talent that's there. He's the greatest quarterback to to ever play the game, and that's despite coming out as a sixth round pick with like virtually like doesn't really pass the eye test when you look at him. But when you watch him play, I mean, he he can't scramble for his life, but he's such he's so good in the pocket. And I remember, you know, if if pass rushers were going outside and letting him step up in the pocket, it was game over. If you're doing that all game, it was game over. The only team I saw successfully beat Tom Brady was um, the Broncos team when they won the Super Bowl. And Von Miller was at that point the, the dude looked like Superman when he was when he was pass rushing. That's the only team I saw successfully pass rush Tom Brady and be able to put pressure oh, on dude, him. Oh, they played the they played the Panthers. No, no, no. The Broncos beat them in the AFC Championship. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I think yeah, you're talking yeah. Super Bowl. I, I no, don't know what I'm thinking, Bowl. bro. That's yeah. the same conference. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, so, I mean, so so the thing with Brady, it's funny because you guys brought up that uh, that uh, Seahawks Super Bowl. I actually bet my dad. And remember, I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school, so 20 bucks was a lot to me because that's all I had. Uh, <laughs> and I bet him 20 bucks. And they're the Seahawks. I, I bet on the Seahawks. And then the Seahawks are in the one yard line. I'm like, oh, let's go. You know, I'm about to make my 20 bucks. Interception. My day was ruined, dude. <laughs> I was, it was horrible. It was the worst thing ever. But I'll forever remember that as the, you know, that was the best Super Bowl I ever watched. It was such a good Super Bowl. Um, pretty much all of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen have been because of Tom Brady. So, um, you know, I truly admire Tom Brady. And that's as a Chargers fan. For If you're a Chargers fan, you remember the Marlon McCree game where Marlon McCree fumbled the game away. You remember when Phillip played on a tour in ACL and who did he lose to? Tom Brady. You remember when in 2018, I mean, how high the Chargers fans were in 2018 because we were so good. We lost by like a kajillion to Tom Brady. So I hate him, but I like him. Yeah, I feel this. And also... Was it Rabbi said apparently Deflategate was a scam? Dude, I've heard that too. And Deflategate was always so weird to me because I didn't really know. Like, I was kind of confused why like Brady was involved. Like, I, I kind of get it. I don't know. There's some the like Bill Belichick like filming the Jets practice. All right, bro. Like, that one I, I see. I definitely get that one. 
Um, but the play gate was always weird to me. So I, I try to like, I don't know, I guess it, maybe it's not fair, but I kind of don't really count that against Brady. Um, what else we got? So, you know, the deal. Okay. Or what's your team? Oh, it looks like, oh, it looks like you're a Cowboys fan. Never mind. <laughs> Cause, cause I, that's like what a ton of people that I know that are bears and Packers fans rip Stafford, right. For not being clutch in the fourth quarter, but like, Stafford has like I think he has the most comebacks in the fourth quarter of active players right now out of the entire league because Brady retired. Like Stafford is one of like the I always think of him as one of like the iciest players at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like he is good. He throws a lot mm-hmm. of picks, but that's because they're always losing. So I always mm-hmm. hear that, but like I also get it. Like if you're like watching Stafford all the time, and if you're a Bears or a Packers fan, you've probably seen you've probably seen Aaron Rodgers out duel him in the fourth, but like. I don't know, dude. I, I always, I'm always get a little confused about that. So, I, I think Stafford is an extremely clutch player. I mean, in the playoffs this year, he had two game winning drives, mm-hmm. and against the Bucks, he was amazing against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. He like, I think that gets underrated because they started to choke. I mean, that was Cam Akers. Literally, Cam Akers was fumbling the bag left and right. Like, he played great. I think he had four touchdowns and like four, almost 400 yards in that game against a really good defense, a really good front seven, not secondary, of course, but. I don't know. I just think that I feel like Stafford gets a lot of slack, man. Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, you don't get a lot of quarterbacks that dislocate their shoulder and like one of the game winning drives is out for one play, comes back in with his dislocated shoulder and throws a game winning touchdown and walks off the field to celebrate. I mean, you can also participate on probably the worst organization in football in the Lions. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have anybody other than Megatron. And once Megatron retired, who was there? What running backs did they have that could actually rush? For a while, they had the worst rushing unit in the NFL. They had one probably good receiver. And Stafford was still doing his thing and making comeback wins in the fourth. They were always down because he had no supporting cast. Shout out Reggie Bush, kind of helped me in fantasy a little bit, but uh, when when I was younger. But um, yeah, man, I, I kind of think Stafford is a very very clutch player. Chase, I I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to bring that up, but you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's that's like a showcase of how, you know, how how much of a clutch player Stafford is. I really enjoy watching Stafford. Unfortunately, just played for a horrible, horrible organization. Goes to a good organization, and you know he has his team in the Super Bowl this year. Of course, it's not just him, but and he has loads of talent around him. But uh, you know, it's been really fun to watch him so far with with an organization that puts a bunch of good pieces around him. And you know, watching him and Megatron, man, Megatron was. I think you know, I, I think of all the best receivers I've ever seen. I think AB. Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, Steve Smith, um, you know, a bunch of these guys. And I think Calvin's the best I've ever seen um, right in front of AB. And I want to say Julio at number two. I don't know, though. I AB or Julio? The problem, okay, so Julio's one of my favorite players. When Julio retires, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a Black Falcons jersey 100%. Because I, I think that that is, like, the, one of the coolest jerseys, like, besides the Mike Vick one. Absolutely. The problem with Julio is that Julio only played like 80% for his whole career after the foot injury. Like we didn't see like healthy Julio at all in the NFL. Like I feel like that's one of the saddest things like that and luck are like the two like saddest stories of like our, our age group. Cause Julio was dude. Julio was probably like the best wide receiver prospect since probably Calvin. Mm-hmm. 
on, on with you. Um, I gotta t- I gotta share the, this about Stafford real quick. This year, here's Stafford's fourth quarter numbers: seventy one point six percent completion percentage, eleven hundred eighteen yards, twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a one hundred twenty six point four quarterback or passer rating. That oh is my God. Much. He leads basically the league and all of this stuff. And just for reference, like Stafford throws a lot of picks. He's thrown 12. He threw, uh, sorry, not 12. He threw 16 this year. That's all in the first three quarters. He hasn't thrown a pick in the fourth quarter yet this year. So that's pretty crazy, dude. That's that's some elite stuff. And yeah, and I think he's number one right now in fourth quarter comebacks in the league for active players. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go with, we'll get to that a little bit later i promise <laughs> um let's see what, what else we got here yeah i feel like this is that's how i feel about stafford as well mm-hmm. yeah definitely arthur you're a lions fan interesting so you see so you you're a big fan of, of stafford probably i'm assuming um thoughts on dan campbell I thought he looked oh, pretty good, man. Yeah, I, I think that I like there was him. nothing to work with. Yeah, I like his whole mentality. You know, go out there, break some jaws. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think he's. I think he's. Was cool, it bite their kneecaps? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think he's cool. This is a fair point about Matthew Stafford. If Kwaski could catch a ball, true. That would have been a pick. That would have been a yeah. backbreaking pick. Oh yeah. Um. So that is a fair point. But I don't know. I think I think the numbers are still there for him. All right, what else? What else we got on uh, on the Super Bowl? Anything? Anything you guys oh. want to discuss before we start talking some Padres stuff? How are we feeling? I'm getting on my hands and knees and praying that this is the case next year, dude. I I swear, I I pray to God, dude. Last time I I mean I'm a Lakers fan, so I guess you can count the the 2020 championship. But before that, the last championship I saw was in 2010, Kobe. Bro, I don't see anything. I don't see anything cool. <laughs> you guys seen this? I think this would be so sick. Dude, Gronk's still good. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that. Like, Gronk is still a really, really good player. He kind of gets like, it's like, yeah, he's older. He's not gonna. He's not producing as much as he did in his prime. Dude, there are so many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. Like, that's the reason he's not. He's still like a go-to player when it matters. If he's, yeah. dude, if he's on the Bengals, does that mean that they have the best weapons in the league next year i mean it kind of depends because we don't know where some guys are going to go but assuming that most teams are in the same kind of area and makana that is just uncalled (laughs) for (laughs) Um, how do you guys think what do you guys think about gronk and Bengals? so i saw his comment about wanting to play with joe burrow that would definitely and i think uzama i don't did he turn his acl no, but he's out. I think he's out this week. Yeah, he's I think out he like had a bad week. ankle sprain or something. Yeah, so I was thinking for for next year. I think Ozano's kind of an underrated tight end. I don't think he gets talked about enough. I think he's pretty good. Um, Gronk would definitely make them the best. You know, re- they'd have the best receiving weapons in the league. Um, but I think that's kind of an obvious for for if he Gronk were to go to the Bengals. Okay, apparently Ozano's questionable. Hmm. And also, this was the this was the comment that I was mentioning. Yeah, man, I hear like last championship. What is that? Really? Come on. <laughs> and then look at this. Greg giving us the perfect question. 
Great question. To transition from the NFL to the Padres. Look at that. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think AJ Brown has any chance to play baseball next year in spring training? Yes. Yes. In spring training. No, for real. Yeah. That's usually how it works out. If there is an NFL player like, Hey, I want to go play baseball. They're like, okay, here's your spring training invite. You're going to get a couple of bats and then get sent home within two to three weeks. <laughs> yeah. They never stay for the minor league season. But AJ Brown seems a little more insistent than NFL players in the past. I doubt the Titans are going to let him play, though. Yeah, so um, Mike Clevenger responded to his tweet. I think Joe Musgrove did, too. I know the Padres did also. So, you know, it's going to be, if it does happen, it'll be for, like, a marketing tactic. You'll see Titans fans tune in. You'll see us Padre fans tune in, too, of course. And I think that's, uh, I think that'd be great for us. I think that'd be great for our team. Um, you know, AJ Brown with Fernando, with Manny, I think that'd be such an awesome sight to see, especially because AJ Brown's one of my favorite, top 10 favorite receivers out there right now. I, I normally love having him on my fantasy team. I couldn't get him this year, but um, he's just a super fun player in the NFL. And and it'd be really fun to see how he'd do in the in the, in the spring training. Because you're right, Matt, I don't, or, and Chase, I don't think he'll get any uh, regular season reps. Just break training. That'd be super cool, though. Mm-hmm. It'd be super fun. Yeah, and it definitely absolutely. would be a good thing for the Padres. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. Would you guys consider getting an A.J. Brown Padres jersey? I don't know if I could just because, like, I'd have to get Cronenworth or Machado first because I don't have either of them. But if I had, like, a nice jersey collection, I would definitely go with it. I would, but i got to get Musgrove first. Uh, i got to see if he's good or not. <laughs> he's got to be good. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to be good. Yeah, I feel like I, I think my next one. So what jersey are you guys getting next then? I think I'm going to – I'm probably going to get Machado, I think. What do you got right now? I just got a Tatis jersey right now. And I have like some – I think I have a Chris Young jersey. <laughs> Chase? Uh, I have a Myers jersey that I can't wear anymore because it's signed. I have a Giles, and then I have a couple that are no name. So I'm probably going to go Musgrove next. If not, yeah, probably probably Musgrove. I don't know who else I would want yet. Other than, you know, Tatis and Machado, but. Yeah. So right now I got I got the white Tatis, and then I got uh, Tony Gwynn, the, the batting practice one. So I got those two. Um, I don't know. I've kind of been debating right now which one do I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could either go with the I'm an Alexi Amarista one. Oh, God. <laughs> From spring training. <laughs> it's a player-worn jersey, bro. Player-worn? It's pretty over. sick. Yeah, that's sick. Bro, it's a spring training jersey. It shit fits perfectly. It fits you? Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, damn. That jersey's big on me. I don't know how it fit him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't that? Dude, because you're like... significantly bigger than Amarista, yeah. right? Like, Yes, dude. It fits me, like, perfectly. Either that guy was absolutely built or I'm just <laughs> – I don't know, bro. So, I don't know which one I want next, man. I, I was thinking about going with a San Cronenworth, but I don't have Machado yet. So, I feel like I got to go with my Chase is going to get a Hosmer jersey. <laughs> yeah, if Hosmer – actually, I'll say it. If Hosmer hits over 30 home runs, I'll get a Hosmer jersey. I doubt I'll put it in my notes. Okay. Put it in my notes. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, what was it? How many? I say if Hosmer hits over 30 home runs, I'll get a Hosmer jersey. Well, that's impossible. 
Yeah, Chase, you're, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> He's a great you're, you're, doing, you're doing yourself some good if Hosmer hates over. <laughs> you're documenting this? I have to. He is Are you going to Myers? You got Myers for Machado, Cronenworth. Yeah, I think Cronenworth is a really good one to get. Um, I got a note. Let's see what this one. Yeah, you have to get the fan one. I get that. That makes sense. Oh, true. That's very true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Apparently, there's a sale on Hosmer jerseys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sign of things to come. Dude, no, I thought. So dude, happen. I thought. Devin, I thought I had a PV jersey too, but I just I don't. Unless I like lost it or something. I swear I had one when I was a little kid, though. I, I did. I definitely had one when I was a little kid. I don't know where it's at though. That yeah, that's how I, I and I, that's how I have like the Chris Young one. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. I think that's the only thing. Of course, I have like the other ones that you get like at the stadiums for like Benito Santiago. The yeah, I think I have a Kevin one. Yeah, actually, the Tony Gwynn jersey was the first Padre jersey I ever got, and the Tatis jersey is the first Padre jersey I ever got myself. Um, my dad and like my parents never really got me Padre stuff as much as we watched the Padres, like. It kind of sucked. So um, my dad would always, instead of getting me Padres stuff, I was heavily into the Chargers more than the Padres because of, you know, LT, Gates, Rivers. I like them a lot more, so I'd always get Rivers, Gates, LT stuff. Very rarely would I get Padres stuff. I got, like, a shirt, but it was a no-name shirt. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, the Tatis jersey, not Tatis, um, Gwyn jersey was my first. I like the... I used to get a bunch of hats. That's mm. why I would get a lot of Padres stuff. I don't have that many Padres yeah, jerseys. I have hats. like, I have like a good amount of football jerseys, but not baseball, not bas. I mean, actually, I do have some like random basketball ones. Um, but yeah. Should we do this? I think I only have a. I only have a Duncan jersey. <laughs> Tim Duncan, that's sick, yeah, dude. I have like I four. I have like four youth Kobe jerseys. Eric Hosmer and Emilio Pagan giveaways. If Emilio Pagan has under a 2-5 ERA, that's too high. Um, <laughs> under I'm trying to make sure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure this doesn't happen. If Emilio Pagan, screw it, I'll say 2-5, has under a 2-5 ERA, I will. I don't think they sell Pagan jerseys online or on the team store or in the team store. I will buy a bootleg Emilio Pagan jersey. Serious. <laughs> yeah, we all gotta make our bets of like some guy that we just like messed like mess around about. I don't know who I would do. Yeah, sure. think about this. I mean, there's you could always find someone. I could have done like fam double plays last. Year. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know, dude. You got order oh, from Khalil China to get a Pecan jersey. What was it? Someone has a Khalil Green jersey, man. Those were the days. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Like what the last time the podcast was good. Yeah, it's true. Color schemes? I really like this one. Yeah, my favorite is the, the navy and orange. The the white exactly. pinstripes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I thought we should have brought those back instead of the brown and yellow. I thought so too. I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to hit us with like a little surprise, but nah, they lied. See, the, th- the reason why I like these ones is because I do like the brown ones because... They are pretty unique, 
but these are this is yeah. also a unique color like having the orange white and navy blue like you don't really see teams like that that much and it's also like a, to the tony Gwynn era of, of the yeah. Padres too so that's why that, i like 98 that season that's why yeah. i wanted them i mean these are i'm not gonna lie like these ones we have right now are beautiful i think i think they're a top five jersey in baseball like the sand one oh my goodness just all of it goes together so nice. That one's so beautiful, but the white, the white on white is just, it's so clean. I mean, you could say that for all teams, but it's just something about this white on white that's different. What do you guys think about the brown one? I'm not going to lie, it's not my favorite. All brown? Yeah. Not like I don't like, I don't like hate it. I just think that the other ones are better. Right. The other ones are definitely better, but... I'm not gonna lie. The brown, the brown has grown on me so much ever since I first saw it. But I, I think, I think I just like the other ones better because it's like pinstripes. I love pinstripes. I'm a sucker for pinstripes. So I, I am too, man. They're so cool. Hang one sec. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a picture of the Padres jerseys up. Okay. I want to see what you guys really like. Dude, the '98 pinstripes are probably my favorite all-time oh, yeah. Padres jerseys. Oh yeah, pinstripes, man. Yeah, what's another okay. one? So, so you guys know how the Padres have had so many like different versions of. Oh, let's see this. Probably have a Euphoria ad here too. You know what the the. <laughs> the... <laughs> oh. The 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 '80s uh, party jerseys, the the white one right there. Oh, dude, I'm freaking pointing at it like you guys can Where? see it. Uh, above that one's super nice, but the one above it, the white one, to the right, yeah, that one is super cool too. I really like that one. That one's pretty. Sweet. See, I like the the one on the left of that, not the brown one, but the white with the brown sleeves and the Padres that outline. Really cool. that one. Yeah, that I one. wonder why I can't see the full thing. I feel like. Honestly, everyone hated this one, dude. I thought this one looked cool. I hated it. You I hated was, that one too. I, I was one of those. <laughs> Let's see what else. So yeah, I don't know. Those, those are the ones I like. I feel like I feel like this one right here and this one are just so. Cool. I think those ones are sweet, dude. I think those are like the best ones out of these. Mm. I don't know if I love this like gray. Like I didn't like the. Sounds okay. Sounds okay. I just feel like it's kind of like a just kind of a plain color. There's like not much to it. This one I think is so sick though. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys which ones I hated. The ones that so when they got rid of that navy and orange, they changed. <laughs> I, I don't even know what it was, dude. But they changed it to like a was different. Was it the beige? I, I don't think it was the beige. I can't see the font on here. But my goodness, did I hate it? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Devin says, okay, Agent Agent Cody says he liked the camo jerseys. I see a few people are saying that. Um, Devin said that too. The and Navy then Devin also camo said, jerseys were hard. Oh, yeah. Those were, um, the thing I dislike about 2016 and 2019 is the letter font. Yeah, it is kind of weird, huh? To the, those ones suck. That's oh, yeah. I hate those. I hate those. Yeah, dude, there's some... What is some weird jerseys, dude? They've got mm -hmm. bounds around to a lot of different colors. Mm -hmm. Like, very different jerseys, too. That's the thing. The 2016 yeah. ones were pretty nice, too, with the, the yellow outline. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, those are cool. 
Yeah, people are people are people are digging the camo ones. I, I get I think I think it's a pretty unique jersey too. I think it's pretty cool. There's just some camo ones, like the green ones. I think they have some green ones, right? If I yeah. remember correctly. It depends on that which was... one it is. It's... Yeah. I didn't like those. The ones they rock now are cool. I like them. Yeah. So what else? What 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 we got? What any questions we got here? We're dying Padres. out. We're talking about jerseys for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Padres football, whatever you guys want. Dude, yeah, I don't know. There's just not really that. Like, dude, there's really like nothing going on with the the MLB right now. Unfortunately, it kind of sucks because like we're, we're like talking about random stuff, but it's just all like hypotheticals at this point of like, oh, who could they be acquiring? Because yeah, there's nothing kinda, being discussed. Right. I think the walkout is starting to get really like frustrating. The, the one deal that was proposed by Manfred that oh, we're gonna this is gonna be the deal. We're gonna get accepted. Spring training is gonna be on their way. But no. You were still what ninety million off on the mm-hmm. player arbitration pool. Mm-hmm. Not even close to meeting halfway. Yeah. And we're supposed to start spring training on Monday, right? That's when pitchers yep. are supposed to report. Literally tomorrow, and yep. there's no deal. So much for Manfred addressing the media on Thursday saying, we're going to have baseball, spring training is going to be on its way, no delays. Absolutely. Thoughts on Trevor Bauer not being criminally charged. Damn, that's funny you bring it up. I actually watched a Trevor Bauer vlog last last night because I was pretty curious to see, like, first off, why is he vlogging? Second, what is he vlogging? Um, And it was just him... So what he did was he showed us his bullpen. He was working on this new changeup, and then he brought in Hunter Green for like a bullpen, and and he threw the live batters, and he did some wiffle ball thing. And I'm just wondering, like, how are you doing this in the midst of all of your 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 criminal attention right now? Like, you're getting a lot of attention because of you know what what you've done or allegedly done. And I say allegedly because I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. As much as I think he did do it, I'm not going to jump to it yet. Um, Thoughts on it though? I think I think it should have been waited out a little longer. I think normally with athletes, you're gonna see athletes not get criminally charged. It's happened so often that I don't expect it anymore. Um, yeah, exactly. They have. They, I mean, they got money, so um, not surprised. Not surprised. I guess that would be my reaction. It's also it's also so hard to criminally charge someone for a sexual assault case. Like mm-hmm. it's you usually what happens is a civil case because it's it's never gonna be super cut and dry. Like it's really hard to have that come out. Just like the way that the law is written, it doesn't it, like it doesn't really allow for that. That's why you see more people get criminally charged because yeah, you can't you can make it almost like yeah, it's most likely that they cause it's because like it's different. The verbiage is different in a criminal case opposed to a civil case, and that's why that usually like people will settle and go to civil cases. Um, sorry, showing off some some lawyer knowledge. <laughs> uh, my mom's a lawyer that's why I've, I've, we've had these discussions many times <laughs> um but yeah so i i don't know i think it's, I, I was kind of expecting that to be the case but i agree with you dude it is weird like it's like it's just like kind of like thrown under the rug i have no idea what will happen but it is true like for so many athletes like you don't really see like you don't really see people like yeah. get in trouble in terms of athletes and that happens yeah. in every single sport yeah so even with domestic violence too yeah the only Dude, reason, Lewis. who was it? 
that one uh he was an ex Rams running back that video that surfaced oh um Zach Stacy is that his name yeah Zach Stacy like he's most likely or the reason he's really gonna get charged with anything is because it was on video but all the accusations we saw the Yankees at one point have like five wife beaters on their team but they were all playing after what maybe half a season if that yeah yeah definitely man um, I mean, Kobe didn't get charged. Ray Lewis was involved in a murder case. He admitted to being involved. Whether he killed the person or not, he admitted to being involved. Didn't get charged with anything. So, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's not a matter of that I think he's innocent or anything like that. But I think it's right. It's a matter of, are we surprised that an athlete's getting away with something? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is just. Dude, that's why it's also like it's just hard to be like, especially because we're talking about sports. It's like, all right, dude, like, we, I mean, we can't really say much on it, too. That's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't know. It does. It is. I, I would say that I think none of uh, none of us are that surprised by it. I think that was kind of what we we're all expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It's is just weird, like just going around like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so what else we got? I saw someone. Okay, wait, let me. I found one base, baseball. Where is it? Oh, here we go. That boy. Uh, Ryan's been talking about Suzuki and Meadows. Dude, he loves Austin Meadows. He mm-hmm. loves the idea of platooning him with Will Myers because you'd have a nasty player, and you would. You definitely would. Uh, it's just, it would be pretty expensive for a platoon outfield spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Suzuki, I'm, I'm very high on trying to get Suzuki because I would rather than get him than get Castellanos, and I think that that's who it's between. I don't know that, but that's what I would guess is the case. And I would much rather you pay significantly less for Suzuki, even though he might not be the hitter that Castellanos is. However, I think that you can find another bat. You can go get Nelson Cruz and you can improve the lineup drastically off of last year, where if you get Castellanos, I think you're going to be in a situation where you're paying a guy that can't field, that's a DH, and you're paying him $30 million to be a DH. And most of his home runs are from playing in a tiny ballpark. I, what would he, what would his home run num- number have been if he played at Petco? Because I know it would have been way lower. Like I saw someone did that one time. I think he caught like cut off like a significant amount of his bombs because the Red Stadium is tiny. Someone in our someone that was on our podcast might have been Ryan. I actually brought it up. I just don't remember the numbers. Yeah, there was a new- Great American Small Park. Yes, sir. They were definitely a lot lower at Peco than they were at Cincy. Well, if he goes to the Orioles, he'll hit like a solid five. Yeah, he's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm digging this right here. I'm not Mm -hmm. serious. We need a huge Hall of Fame. Dude, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's how a lot of people are are feeling. Like, Fernando's that guy. He's going to take the the Padres to the promised land. I think that's something we're going to talk a ton about Fernando as the season goes on, but you got to build around Fernando right now. Like the Padres got it. Like that's why, that's also why I get like the argument against Suzuki too, is because like, okay, it might take a couple years for his bat to start generating. And like, you want to win right now. You want to win where Fernando and Manny are right now. So I get that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, in terms of San Diego needing, especially because the chargers left, that was such a, you know, backbreaker to the city. All you had left was the Padres, and of course now you're getting like you know soccer teams, you're getting a, a hockey team, and a, but I mean those aren't the major sports, unfortunately. Like I know people will say soccer, soccer is kind of a major sport, just depends on the team. 
but you know the teams here aren't very big um and so uh, when all you're left with is the padres you want the padres to go out there and be a winner but at the time when the chargers left there was like nobody on the team that was worthy of of you know being mentioned even in the media like nobody wanted to talk about us we were barely talked about at all the only time we'd get talked about was on sports center where they'd show the end of the end of the game score and that's about it um so when when you get fernando you get somebody that you know is a superstar of not only the city but of the game like of the of the country you know and i think that's really good to see um he is going to be the next statue here in san diego at peco park he is probably going to you know at this rate a hall of fame talent and uh we've been needing that so bad see people talking about the murals too i think pv is probably the next guy to get a mural it's got to be somebody older because the the whenever somebody new gets a mural they just suck look at you darvish you darvish got a mural like months early and he just he just went downhill from there <laughs> it could be pv carlo grain uh adrian gonzalez Gonzo, yeah, Gonzo for sure. Maybe Chase Headley because Chase Headley was kind of nice with the Padres. He had like a seven war, eight war season, something like that. I feel like Jake yeah. is like remembered so much higher though. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's why I think Hoffman. Hoffman, Hoffman is okay. Hoffman is. I think he has game. one. I'm not sure. He might. I still Heath remember Bell. the Heath Bell Hoffman days. Those were legendary. I saw Gil commenting the soccer scores earlier. <laughs> Dude, I used to watch I soccer a little bit. I used to watch soccer a little bit, but I just kind of – I don't know. Dude, I haven't got that into it ever. No. Dude, it's, it's hard for, like, American teams to be big because the whole soccer scene is in the EU. Mm-hmm. Dude, the one time I was really into soccer, we were in eighth grade or we were in the summer after eighth grade. Oh, it was during the the eighth grade because that's when the the World World Cup Cup was there, right? Yeah, Yeah. the World Cup. And and the U.S. team had like Clint Dempsey. uh, I forgot his name. Tim Howard or something like that. I was going for the U.S. I was going for Mexico. (laughs) Dude, I was was hard for the U.S. And and I had never seen soccer before, but I don't know why. It was just this instance where I was into soccer. It was fun. I I was really into it around that time. Mm. Okay. I specifically – remember that because um i woke up extra early to watch uh mexico and netherlands playing i think it was the quarters and mexico lost like 86 minutes left because netherlands scored a really nice shot for a goal and they just couldn't come back who just missed ochea's hands and i was like that's game and i woke up extra early just to watch them lose i was upset yeah, I feel like I got I got into soccer and like, like the same time that you were saying, Isaac, just because I used to play FIFA. And so then I started yeah. really liking soccer and then they screwed up FIFA and then you couldn't buy coins anymore because I wasn't good at FIFA, but I could buy coins so I could have a stacked team. And then I just stopped <laughs> playing after that. And then I just got out of soccer. <laughs> it was uh, it was shortly lived. <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was definitely fun. Uh, I do have. OK, I got I think we'll, we'll probably take off after this next pottery question, but. Irie has a good one. With our current roster, oh, I think Isaac dropped off. I think he was Isaac's, Isaac's Wi-Fi died right now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll rock. We'll end it with this one. So, one second. All right, here we go. With our current roster, who do you think is going to be leading off on opening day? That's one of my biggest worries. Uh, we need CJ or somebody. 
I think if CJ Abrams is starting at second base, then yes, we will see him leading off. Maybe. I don't know about initially though. But with the guys that are currently on the team, with guys I think they're gonna add, I don't think that CJ will be like the opening day second baseman starter. I think it'll be Cronenworth. I think Cronenworth will be the leadoff there. As of right now, adding no one with our current roster. I'm going to say either Profar or Grisham because Profar is probably going to be the one that fills out that left field spot if we don't go out and get anyone. So I like Profar leading off. Though with the DH, he can hit him nine and have Grisham leading off. And then that works pretty well because you have two leadoff hitters that way. But it's probably going to be Grisham with Profar hitting nine or Profar hitting one and Grisham hitting two. So you think Grisham hitting two? I think Fernando will hit two. That's my thought. If I think you that your best player should hit down. Two. I think three. I like three a lot. Because you can get more people on base that way. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people saying uh, Trent. I could definitely see Trent leading off. I just think that he's been so inconsistent, so I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how confident I am. Grish, then Nando, Cronenworth at the three-hole. I could see all that. I could definitely see all that. I think that it's more likely, since there's a DH, that Grish will be nine until he can start hmm. consistently hitting. And maybe he comes yeah. up. Maybe he hits leadoff sometimes. It just depends on who's like who's playing. Um, but I think your most likely everyday leadoff hitter will be will be Cronenworth. See, for me reason i say profar and grish hitting one two and then tatis hitting three is because then you could put machado clean up so if tatis doesn't bring those two runs or you don't get on base tatis might get on base the machado's there and sure cronenworth doesn't have the most power but him at five just with his gap to gap hitting and just clutch ability you get the most people on base for him i think that's a really solid lineup so your your lineup almost have like has like cronenworth being the rbi guy I mean, yeah, Machado, I too, that. of course, but... Yeah. Machado, four. Cronenworth, five. Tatis, three. Then I'd put Myers, six. Haas, seven. Or no, I'd put Haas at eight. Nola, seven. I might even put Nola at six over uh, Myers. It also just depends because we don't know who even the DH would be right now. Actually, probably Haas, huh? Yeah. Damn, who, so you would Kim start then at second? Kim at second? Cronenworth at first? Then Haas DH, yeah. That's got to be oh, what they do, right? right? Uh, that's what I would assume. I mean, if they if they seriously rock with if they rock with Eric Hosmer at first base, that's that's insane. That's that's a crazy thing to do. Like, he's been so bad. That would be. Do you think? Okay, that's that's why that, that's what we'll end it off on, I guess. Do you think there's any chance right now that Haas will start at first base over? Cronenworth, with everyone that's no. on the roster. If they don't move, of course. It shouldn't be. It he has to be, be a DH, right? I I would so. I can't stand watching Hosmer field a ground ball or try to pick or even just catch a ball thrown to him at first base because he makes that a challenge sometimes. So I think I, – I, I do think there's a chance that he ends up being starting first baseman as much as I hate to say it just because of the, the cap. You know, not cap, but financial, you know, the financial hardships of the Padres right now. Um, 
but apparently Peter Seidler is allowing AJ Preller some financial flexibility to be able to spend a little more. And I really admire that from Peter Seidler. I think that's something I got to throw in. Um, but with if that's true, if that report is true, no, I don't think we'll see him as our starting for his baseman. I think he'll probably be the DH. Um, horrible DH, by the way. Uh, but if if um, if that report's not true, yeah, I think he's going to end up being the starting for his baseman. And I think that's something that I'm starting to, you know, take in day by day, starting to realize that it's an actual possibility when, you know, I would say like a week or two ago, I was thinking that, okay, Eric Hosmer is going to be off this team and we'll be all right. But no, nah, man, I'm really starting to think that he is going to be on the team and whether it's a DH or first baseman, you're going to have one of the worst at the position no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I see, um, who was it? Fam said, Cornell playing second base and Hosmer starting at first base to the salary. I, I think that's the reasoning behind it, too. Mm-hmm. I hate it, dude. I think it's, I think that is like the worst thing you can do in sports because it's not like it doesn't happen all the time. It happens all the time. We, when uh, John and Craig came on, when we were talking about you, Darvish, they said the same thing. Like, you're going to see you, Darvish, start because of that, even if they know he's going to get hurt. If you are already paying your guys a certain amount of money, all you should be doing is putting your guys in the best spot to win. If he is, if he is not, if he's making hundred million dollars next season, if Eric Hosmer is making hundred million dollars next season, you still don't play him at first base. Why? Because he's not good at playing at first base. Mm-hmm. You can find a guy that's better at him at doing that. So to me, like I, and I, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I think that's what's going to happen. But I just hate when teams do that. I think that is like. That is the worst thing you can do as a as any sports team is to put the guy in because of salary. And we see teams do it all the time. And it's usually the franchises that aren't good. And that's why I really I think that is just like such a bad sign. And I feel a lot better about the Padres this year than past years, just because they bring in um, what is it, Michael Bradar as their hitting coach. They bring in mm-hmm. Ruben Nabel as their pitching coach. You have Mob, Bob Melvin at your man as your manager. That's elite. You have Mike Schmidt as your developmental coach. Like th- those are elite coaches. If Eric Hosmer is still playing at first base, there's still fundamental issues within the Padres, the Padres organization. And I, I, I don't think I'm going to change how I feel about that, but it's just crazy. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I, mean, I think it's a good answer too, right here. That's it. Like, I think you're right. So my problem is, is that yes, you can make him, and he's making too much money for him just to be a DH. But at the same time, you're paying him all this money just to bring you down. So why not try to maximize his efficiency? Instead, Hosmer, you're going to be a DH. You're going to be constantly cha- working on changing your swing to get launch angle. Don't even worry about defense because we know you're below average in that right now. So we're taking you off first base. You're just going to focus on hitting the ball in the air. Get in the, get in the batting cage for the next seven days before uh, the season starts, and that's all you're going to do during the entire season is hit the ball. You're not going to play first. Maximize your output. Just because he's making all this money doesn't give you an excuse for him to bring down the team on the field. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I see he, it is the most counterproductive thing you could do. But, you know, at this point, you're kind of, unless you figure out a way by, you have to get rid of some high end prospects to get rid of Hosmer. A lot of money, but after next year, he can't get traded. It's going to be hard to trade him because he has 10 to 5 rights. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, I think that's what he has. Um, 
So it's going to be even harder for another team to trade them. So it's kind of like you're putting this other team in the situation that you are already in, loading them with a bad player. And if they're a bad organization right now, who cares? But it's not like every team wants to play pay somebody who's worse than a majority of the players in baseball, especially that much money. Um, I know even if my team sucked and I had that much money, I wouldn't want to pay some. You're, you don't pay people to do a bad job. Like you don't pay somebody a lot of money to do a bad job. So um, this might be something the Padres might have to stick out. But the one thing I wonder too is, say that you have Hosmer as your DH. Obviously this year you're making like, what is it? 20, 20 million bucks. Like you're going to be overpaid as a DH, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be making thirteen million after. If they're really not able to trade him, and they're like, you know, we believe too much in and uh, Luis Camposano to do that, and they don't, and he becomes a DH, and he's your DH for what three more years after this year, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, then three thirteen. Like two um, or three, yeah. That's not the worst case. If he's hitting over twenty, like around over twenty bombs, okay, more like is if he's hitting with a over a four hundred slugging, and he's hitting two eighty you can a hundred percent win with that. Like that's not that bad of a loss. Yes. You're probably paying him too much and you don't have a ton of power at the DH spot, but Hey, there's a re like you have Fernando hitting 40 bombs from shortstop. So that's like, you're making up for your power in other spots of your lineup. Cronenworth is a, an above average power hitting second baseman. I mean, most, the, most of the guys at that spot do not hit much. Now I know there's a couple guys that absolutely hit bombs. Um, but like, you can make up the power elsewhere, but if he if, if he's a solid hitter, like I don't think my frustration with Hosmer would even be that much anymore. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But I don't know, dude. I just think like if they play him at first, I think that's such a bad idea. Absolutely. What else we got? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Take off. Souls would laugh at Haas feeling first every day. I mean, us fans laugh at Haas feeling at first every day. So, wouldn't be surprised if a professional. There's always that video circulating every two months. You give it two, three yeah. months. There's always a video circulating of Hosmer's errors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the overrunning of the infield pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Was <laughs> it bad? Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to take off. Thank you all for listening. Had a fun time today. Hopefully, the Bengals win. But. Probably betting on the Rams a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isaac, I think you're like the only person that's rooting for the Rams. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, guys. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, we're not going to have a video out on Monday or Tuesday, but on Wednesday we'll be coming back. And actually, something really cool. Wednesday will be our one-year anniversary on YouTube, which is pretty awesome. So we will be posting on Wednesday. We'll bring it up then too. But super fun stuff. Thank you guys all for the support. We're at over 1,300 subs in the first year. That's pretty sick. Uh, I was not expecting to do that. Probably would have been pretty stoked with like 400 or 500. Um, so <laughs> it's been super fun. But thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I don't know. Whoever you're rooting for in the Super Bowl, hopefully you get, you have, everyone has a good Super Bowl, gets to eat all the, the foods that they, that they eat every year. But have a great day. And we will talk to you guys on Wednesday.